0: This week, it's character heartthrope who can act time, as we go through a family melodrama with Dean, start a revolution on an island with Brando, and benefit from a war in the Gulf with Clooney, Wahlberg, and Cube. Also, due to our adopted word Alveston, we advance one year in age through the means of song. Welcome to They Don't Make em Like They Used To. Hello, good evening. My name is Tosin, and you are listening to Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. It's Friday evening, which means it's time for us to go back in time, dust off for of memories, and talk about cinema that was made before the year 1980. Hence the name of the show, They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. Well, I would like to welcome my usual cohorts, Sha- uh, Sean. Hello there. Sharon. Hello. And Sam is joining us this week from Alveston Ward in St. Mary's Hospital now how you guys been doing
1: yeah good good i've yeah. seen a
0: few movies <laughs> recently than <laughs> yeah. <do> i have <laughs> yeah i've been hanging out on going through a little bit of cows week this week oh yeah yeah walking around the place looking around going i know nothing about boats <laughs> 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 this this is it's nice there's I... loads of people around and it's all going yeah. all nice and well and people are happy and stuff like that but I can see that it's happy, and I can see that it's important, but I do not understand what is going on.
2: A few <laughs> years ago, I had a friend who was really keen on Cow's Week, so we would go there every year just to watch the racing. Yeah. And they're just like boats milling around in the water, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> There's no obvious racing going on. But she was always clapping and going, oh, yeah, excellent, excellent there. And I was like, I've got no idea what you're looking at.
1: I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if Cow's Week's ever been in any movies. Oh, I'll be so. Sup- Actually, that's a good point. I'll be so. Sup- Huh.
0: I, I, I can't I think, can of, think any. of any. Well, no. but I can think of many sailing movies. Yeah, full sailing stuff. movies. But... I mean, you can think of you can think of old movies that, are like you know, swashbucklers or pirate movies and yeah. stuff like that set at sea. But sailing movies, like especially competitive sailing, you can. There's films with competitive skiing and football yeah. and American football and even tennis and all that kind of stuff. But I can't think of any competitive sailing movies. No, no. I can't.
2: wait plenty of where they people have gone to see for different reasons. Yeah. I like, like to team building or for, but to actually compete in a mm. race. Yeah,
0: no. I mean when I think of it, I think of things like Dead Calm. With, yes. Yeah, but I can. Yeah, that's a good point. That and is, there's
2: a film. I don't know if it was with Jeff Bridges, but someone like that where he takes a group of like army cadets on a yacht in White Squall. White Squall. White
0: Squall. Yeah. Yeah, but is yeah, that but him or
2: was it Dennis Quaid? Like? No,
0: that's that's um that's Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges. But but the thing is that that even that that's like a sort of like you old timey kind of film. It's not it's not it's not common. It's not present day, is it? No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you don't really get much of the competitive screen. Although it seems like, quite frankly, I think this is ripe for a satire. Like you know what so Christopher guest this is spinal tap kind of <laughs> yeah. thing I, I think you could totally do that maybe we should do this that make cows reach this yeah. this is cows reach
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think his view on it was like he did the the, the folk music stuff, didn't? he? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. A mighty wind and, and, and the dog, best in show, the best in show for the word of dog fancy. Yeah, and all these things. Yeah, they are right. I should say they are ripe right for it. So yeah. yeah, please do a cow speak one. I'm
0: just <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just thinking because as you said, it just looks like a whole boats, a whole bunch of boats milling around. Um, if but it seems like it's the ultimate participation. Like if you participate and you understand what it takes to move a boat through the water with the wind and the sails and everything like that then it's thrilling i'm sure it's thrilling but if you are like me and you don't understand yeah, all that you kind just of sat stuff on the green at cows yeah just anything? out on the green at cows going oh it's a lovely day Is it's it time wonderful for
2: ice cream yet <laughs>
0: <laughs> well th- it looks amazing i'm not gonna get it having yeah. all those boats on the water looks amazing but honestly speaking i do not understand what they're doing out there but mm. i'm sure it's great so for everybody who's at cows week or anybody who's in the hospital thinking that you'd like to be at cow's week great i'm sure it's wonderful that it's great but i really need someone to explain it to me well
2: if you open your windows you should be able to hear the fireworks in a bit, a bit oh later. yeah I the fireworks tonight
0: i'm going to be going down to that going down to the green um to watch the fireworks tonight and it's going to be good and like was it last year or the year before where it just poured it just poured down
2: yes it's always nice when it's a nice night yeah, yeah. i
0: remember the night way to play anyway We're supposed to be talking about movies aren't we we are (laughs) so we'll take off cows week and although we might have sowed the seed for the cows week movie (laughs) the cows week movie i think it's, it's ripe for satire for somebody who actually understands the saline world so what we do on this show is that we start we generally talk about four films we kick off with a bona fide classic a film that is just widely acknowledged to be one of like the best ever made then we follow that up with a patient choice. We go into Alveston ward in the hospital, as we said, I went in there today and spoke to Sam, and we shall be speaking to Sam, we shall be hearing what Sam had to say about the first film she ever saw at the cinema. Then we'll go on to A Hidden Gem, a film that not many people know about and has kind of disappeared in the annals of history, but we're bringing it back out, we're dragging it, kicking and screaming into the sunlight to say, here, take a bow, you are great. And we shall finally end off with an exception to the rule. A titular rule is they don't make them like they used to. We will pick a film after 1980 that will say this film still rocks and it's still it's is worthy of being in the same breath as the other films that we speak about. And that's how the show goes. And we shall kick off today with a suggestion that was made from um, from Facebook by a good friend of the show, Tib. Him again, good I think. Old this- Tib. Yeah, I think he has one more. I think he has one more, and then after that, Tib, you have to, you have to get back on Facebook and let us know <laughs> more, more of the films that you've chosen. And he has chosen East of Eden, East of Eden, which is the first time that James Dean um, had a lead role in a movie. You guys know much about this film? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. it. a little.
2: Yeah, I used to be a bit, of, I had a bit of a thing for James Dean when I was younger.
0: Uh, you, uh, you, and, tragic, you you and a lot of others I should yes, imagine yes I
2: know it's that he was very popular as was like a poster boy yeah of in the mid 80s when I was at school still and so a lot of my friends yeah we had James Dean things yeah I had You're a James off- Dean t-shirt mm. I had a James Dean poster and postcards and yeah James Dean was a big sort of cultural icon in the 80s
1: if you have a look at some in, in sort of odd films here and there there's always like a post of james dean in some girl's bedroom yeah. or some or yeah you know there's always a well i, I think it's, it's kind of because obviously he he tragically died
0: so young he only ever made three films as a yeah. lead and i think that rebel without a cause thing that's just so sort of, he's he's trapped as that for all yeah, eternity he's forever, yeah. a teenager, isn't yeah, he? he's forever mm-hmm. trapped as that and and I think when teenagers go through their stereotypical rebellion phase, he's just kind of like the poster child for teenage rebellion. And he's like that. Um, but this is a bit of a different film in which he isn't he isn't quite that, that character. But I think, Sharon, you're going to tell us in a second. Yes, yeah. But before we go into that, we're just going to play some theme music from East of Eden. Yes, the theme music from um, East of Eden that, as the poster says, is the role that catapulted James Dean to stardom. So, Sharon, what is East of Eden about?
2: East of Eden is based on a John Steinbeck novel. So that immediately should tell you that there's going to be tragedy, heartbreak, tension and... Yeah, deep issues, undercurrents, deep undercurrents.
0: Yeah, he, he did like his, he did like his drama, didn't he? He <laughs> did.
2: <Yeah. laughs> he used to turn it up to eleven. <laughs> if we're going <laughs> to <laughs> reference Final Tap, <laughs> basically, it's a story of Adam Trask, who's an upright, God-fearing farmer in North California in America, at before America joins the First World War. So it's in the early days of nineteen seventeen. He has two sons, Aaron, who is his golden child. He's, a, again, he's an upright, God-fearing, handsome, hardworking man, who is made in his father's image, in that he's a man after Adam's heart, says Aaron. Then there's the other brother, Cal. Now Cal, he loves his father, and he loves his brother, but he just somehow just, just can't get it right, he's, for everything that aaron does so right so effortlessly every time that cal tries to do something it seems to not quite work and he's never quite been able to get his father's approval and he desperately wants his father's approval mm. and you see them so you see this sort of seemingly sort of good family with this sort of bad apple in it but he's he tries desperately to make things right with his father and it just ends up going wrong and he just sees himself as like something of a bad seed So part of the story unfolds is that his father is a farmer and he has this investment in transporting an experimental way of transporting fresh fruit from the growing fields to the cities by using like a refrigerated railway carriages and they used ice. Yeah. And then in this one particular venture, the the train broke down, the ice all melted and they lost their whole crop. And so his father had this catastrophic financial loss. Mm. So... Cal comes in and thinks, I know I can make some money. It's the beginning of the war, and he knows that if the war's coming, the army's going to want to buy certain goods to sell, to make these um, rations for the soldiers. Yeah. So he invests in a field of beans, and he grows these beans, and he makes an enormous profit. And he goes, he's going to surprise his dad at his dad's birthday party by giving him all this money. Yeah. And he tries to present it as his money and his father's absolutely horrified that he's what he calls like profiteered from oh, the war. because of the war, yeah. Because of the war. And he absolutely rejects it. He rejects the money and he rejects Cal. And then all the secrets that have been concealed over a number of years all start tumbling out. And one of the big secrets, I don't think it's a spoiler because this film was made in 1955, is that the two boys have been raised all their lives to believe that their mother died when they were Babies, when they were mere children, and Cal, because he's one of these guys who's always lurking about, he's always wandering about. He found out that his mother is actually still alive, and not only is she still alive, but she's a brothel keeper
3: ah. in a
2: town nearby. But his dad, how has has, has he's, she's dead in his father's mind. Okay, and his brother doesn't know anything about it.
0: All right, okay, cool. So, a couple of questions. Yes, with that sort of setup, with that sort of prezi. Who is which one's the James Dean character?
2: James Dean plays Cal.
0: So the the near do well. He's kind the bad ne'er-do-well. seed. Yeah. yeah, the bad seed in his dad's yeah. eyes.
2: And the dad is played by Raymond Massey. Oh yeah. So he is one of these actors who is you know upright He's and God fearing right. in his own oh, <laughs> oh, he sort of way. He is. Yeah, way. yeah. I like
1: Raymond Massey. It's funny you should say that because because we're reading a little bit about that and and he really really generally on set hated James Dean. Yeah, Absolutely he just couldn't loaded. understand him at all. Because James <laughs> Dean he, he changes lines and he, he used to do things and. Yeah. apparently complained to Kazan and said you know oh, all, <laughs> oh you know this it's not professional you know I've been an actor for years and 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 then Kazan said to Massey oh I'll, I'll have a word with him and uh, he went there and he said, Oh keep doing the same thing, <laughs> you know <laughs> so. Because
2: some of the scenes you see almost like the revulsion in the, his father's yeah, he face does. He hated and him. that was partly because he would do things like he would cry when it wasn't scripted and he would try to embrace him. and as as this is like a Victorian father almost, it's like you don't go around hugging your dad. Even though you're you're heartbroken and you're crying, and to a man of that standing to see his adult son crying, he'd be repulsed by. So and then to him try to hug him, he's going to be even more repulsed by.
0: So it, a, it sounds like it was just like a genius casting decision from Alia Kazan, going, yes. "Yeah, yeah, Definitely, this is this is yeah. really. Yeah. They're not even going to have to
1: act; they're just going to hate each other." Yeah, <laughs> it
2: creates it immediate tension that comes across on the screen it, completely.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I think for this film, I mean, I enjoyed this film, but sometimes Dean's demeanor if you will like all that uh, angst yeah. sometimes used to get on my nerves that's throat, as but, dated
2: as some other the acting isn't it? i think that where they really drag out that every emotion from yeah. every scene has become as dated as that stiff upright <laughs> yeah, but, form of acting that you see as well yeah, yeah. but it,
0: it was pretty much that that was pretty much a whole genre which is the melodrama the family yeah. melodrama that yeah. they just that they would that it was all about oh we're gonna drain everything out so you know it's all everything's going to be heightened and all yeah. that kind of stuff and nothing is just what it is but it's also like, it's always some heightened form of like emotional turmoil going on
2: yeah cause you are, it's all shouting and crying and tearing yeah. your hair and yeah tearing your clothes and it's really is you you're wrung out when you watch it <laughs> yeah, i
1: think i think james dean was i mean even as, as a boy wasn't he he was he did he did he want a father figure? I mean, as a, as a young boy, I think he didn't, you know, he, he didn't have a really good childhood. I don't think his, well, his, his mum died early, apparently. So it was yeah. almost like, you know. Craving that attention. Yeah. And I think Steinbeck actually said, he is cow. He yeah. said, you know, he was really, really pleased with, with, with the yeah, cast. The, the more casting. desperate he becomes yeah. to get
2: approval and to do yeah. the right thing, the worse his choices are yeah so he ends up doing the opposite of what he intended because you think is he really bad because he means well or is he just yeah too de- too needy that he can't see the truth and he ends up hurting everyone in the end by sort of bursting all these bubbles that people mm. have been living in he ends up destroying I nearly everyone Well, it's,
0: it's kind of like there was, there's this sort of like there's a sort of truce almost that of things that are aligned in secrecy in the family, yeah. and everybody's happy for them to just be there. The, but but when he but by him pushing, all this stuff comes to the service and
1: it kind of like breaks the facade of the family, as well Yeah, it just shatters I seem to remember. I know. I know. He sort of quite likes his brother's girlfriend, his brother's girlfriend,
2: Abra, played by Julie Harris. Yeah.
1: But what I remember, I think there's a girl, and she's like a barmaid or something, or a waitress, and and he sort of is really he gives her a, a cuddle and a, a a hug and stuff, and you know, um, I don't know who that act- actress was. But anyway, but she was, a, it wasn't, it wasn't Cal's girlfriend, Julie Harris, it was uh, another actress, and he goes, oh. oh, show me the room, and, you know, well, let's see what, and, and there's this thing where he cut in, and she's all like, oh, I really, you know, <laughs> as really, you can sort <laughs> of see where the, you know, he sort of gives a little peck on the cheek, and she's all demure and stuff, you know, so, but that's, 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 I, I remember that bit, because I felt sorry for the girl. Yeah, <laughs> that she's been, yeah, yeah being, she used, be, really. being used, perhaps. Oh, yeah,
2: because yeah, oh. the girlfriend is it's Aaron's girlfriend and yeah she's she's repulsed and attracted by Cal at the same time she sees that sort of young boy who just seeks approval and she wants to mother that aspect of him but she also sees the attractiveness of this sort of slightly dangerous slightly on the edge sort of young man so she's whereas Cal, well Aaron is completely safe and he's the perfect, upright young man of his generation, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and then so Cal you, you can see so a good,
0: secure future. Yeah. Most, yeah, most, m- but then most there's girls like, like a danger. rogue. Though.
2: There's this bit of danger in Cal. <laughs> most mm, girls like, like a,
0: a rogue. Bit of danger. If, yeah, if, if danger. If it can be a rogue and if it can also put food on the table, win. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a win-win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's been talk about this on almost every single thing that you read about that. In the first couple of sentences about this film, they'll talk about it being a sort of, adaptation of the story of the biblical story of Cain and Abel
2: yes because are the names the Adam the father and then Aaron and Cal and we know that Cain slew Abel so it is Cal destroys Aaron in this in a different way oh yeah yeah so it is it's there are mirrors to it. and obviously when Cain is thrown out of Eden he goes to the land of Nod which is east of Eden so there's it's oh, all there. so that's
0: where the title comes yeah, from. Yeah, because oh, that's right. where
2: Cain ended up fleeing to. He was marked, wasn't he? Cain was marked, yep. and then he had to leave Eden, and he ended up going to the land in the east, which was Nod.
0: East of Eden. East of Eden. Ah, oh, Steinbeck, you clever, Ye- clever, yes. So and so and Kazan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So there are there are definite.
2: <laughs> yeah, there are, and again with the whole Cain and Abel story about the sacrifice that Aaron makes and the sacrifice that Cal makes, you know
0: yeah 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 how
1: one is taken and one isn't
2: how one is rejected because it wasn't the best of what you had to offer so
1: no, no murder in it though is there
2: no but he destroys the You destroy could say he seth. murders his family but he destroys his family nonetheless even though there's no bloodshed as such mm-hmm. um, but there's no younger brother so that's when the biblical image falls down because obviously good old seth who's always forgotten he's the one that you know oh yeah the third brother the, the third brother. brother yeah he saves everything
0: that's <laughs> does he yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> all right cool yeah good stuff Oh, we then, now that you've mentioned that you're actually giving us the prezi of the film it makes me realize that we have ended up with another inadvertent theme in our in our show which is people profiteering from like war yes yeah. it's just oh
2: we're clever aren't we, we are clever. even though we don't know it <laughs> we,
0: we, we we have absolutely no clue how we do it but still it keeps coming up that these things keep happening is a it's a civil like you know, there's a couple of themes that go through most movies or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so and we so managed to find them. That's good. We, uh,
0: we managed to find them without realizing they're there. Oh, <laughs> watch, look, look what we do. Yeah. Give us a pat on the back. Uh so any any final thoughts
1: on East of Eden?
2: No, I think it is worth a check out. I yeah, think yeah, I i, I it, mean, t- it stands yeah. the test of time, which is why it is a yeah. classic. It does stand the test yeah. of time. Uh, as
1: I say, I think you know, you know, to me sometimes that James Dean Angst does wear a bit but uh, yeah no it's still still a good movie Yo, do you reckon that that's just because of your age now probably or? my <laughs> age now yeah <laughs> you yeah, remember that I mean, when you were younger you were like
0: yeah and <laughs> now you're like oh for goodness sake he's such an annoying brat <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah I, I i think i actually i, I probably should revisit it because i think i would appreciate a lot more now than than because i mean the last time i saw it i think it was probably on tv yeah. 20 years ago or whatever so yeah. and it's like
2: the themes of sort of steinbeck's themes you think yeah. sometimes they sometimes they translate well into our modern society and sensibilities yeah. so the story itself does does work still
0: all right well thank you very much for getting in touch with us Tib, and letting us know east of eden bona fide classic that was your call apparently we agree well done you <laughs> <laughs> so we now go into the section of the show where we go into the hospital so we go to we've adopted Alveston ward in the hospital as our ward in the show we will go there every Friday, and we will speak to at least one person and ask them the question, what was the first film you saw at the cinema? Tell us the story. Who did you go see it with? What film was it? How did the film affect you? Does it stayed with you? And this is me asking a lot of those questions to Sam, who actually works at the hospital, apparently, but and now sees it from the other side as a patient. But this is what Sam had to say about the first film she ever saw at the cinema. So uh, sorry, my name is Tosin, you it? Sam. Sam, yeah. Sam, you're telling us about the first time you ever went to the cinema.
4: Yeah, I think my mum helped me to see The Sound of Music. Um, That's so all I can remember really about it.
0: Uh, do you remember where it was? What or whether it was like a Saturday morning or what kind of stuff? Or? It was
4: probably the theatre one in Coventry. That's so all I can remember. All
0: right, all right. <laughs> what do you remember about the film? Did you was it something that you enjoyed, or were you just were you just kind of like you were it was just you just took it to shut you up or something?
4: probably just to ship me up, <laughs> yeah. I can't really remember that much about it. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, cool. So from The Sound of Music, do you have a favourite song or anything like that?
4: <sighs> I Am 16 going on 17, I think, Ooh. would be my favourite song from that. Yeah. And um, oh, a few of my favourite things. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Now, The Sound of Music is one of those films that is kind of like on every bank holiday. Uh-huh. And so when it comes on, do you? is there any particular memory of it? Or do you think, oh my God, not that film again? Or do you think, oh, let's sit down and watch that thing a couple of times? Or how does it go? Oh,
4: I'll try and watch it if hubby allows me. <laughs> He's the one that will say, oh no, not this rubbish again. <laughs>
0: But for you, you 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 quite like the film. Oh, yeah, I love
4: it. Anything like that. Um, the King and I, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Good old musicals. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah we have a lady on the show, Sharon. You, you would get on really well with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Sam. Right, thanks very much yes thank you Sam and <laughs> also thank you for choosing that because that song has now been going through ever since she mentioned it has just been going round and round and round my head because I feel it's it's not one of the big blockbuster songs of Sound of Music but it's it's oh, I think Sound of Music has songs that are kind of forgotten and has songs that like everybody immediately thinks of I think this is one of the slightly forgotten ones but I'm glad to play this again because it's a great song and it's been going around my head all afternoon thank you Sam and here it is for you 16 going on 17
3: Why you're such a baby. I'm 16. What's such a baby about that? You wait, little girl, on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. Your life, little girl, is an empty page that men will want to write on. 16 going on 17 baby it's time to think better beware be canny and careful baby you're on the brink you are 16 going on 17 fellows will fall in line eager young lads and roues and cats will offer you food and wine totally unprepared are you to face a world of men timid and shy and scared are you things beyond your care
4: Go
2: in, you're getting wet.
0: <laughs> oh man, I remember that that was always like one of my favorite films scenes of the film because I love sounds of music. And the bit where like afterwards I after he kisses her and she's just sort of like standing in the rain going Woo <laughs>
2: And I was saying, go in, you're getting wet.
0: <laughs> it's like, silly girl, silly, lady, silly little girl, what are you doing over <laughs> the rain?
2: I love the sound of music, but it's one of those films that I find in some places it's slightly embarrassing.
0: Oh, yeah? Like Indeed. what bits?
2: Like what bit? I find How the. When they do, no, I love Adel. Do you? Oh, it's I when they da- dance the Lendl, as the Lendler or whatever it's called. They're dancing on the patio, and he's the captain. Von Trapp comes out and shows her how to dance it, and they get it goes all fuzzy, doesn't it? When they're like going, "Oh, I'm seeing you for the first time," no, oh, yeah, and she goes, "Oh, your face is all red." And he goes, Is it? It's because I'm not used to dancing. So I find that slightly <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that the is that the somewhere in my youth or childhood I must have done something Oh, no, good,
2: that's so the next embarrassing bit. That's that whole song. <laughs> I don't like that at all. No. And so it's so like,
1: so you I must have done something, something good. good. You know, no. I don't <laughs> like Edelweiss. Oh. So I love Edelweiss. Do you? I just find that. Like, yeah. Oh, dear. He gets his little guitar.
0: Yeah, I, 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 like, that I, 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 I like that scene. Do you? I like that scene. I like the scene
1: you know, where all the kids are saying goodbye.
0: Adieu, adieu, oh, yeah. to you, you adieu, So long, We're going through the whole. whole we so know them through, all. Yeah. through the whole catalogue because the thing is with sound sort of music. I grew up. Okay, I grew up watching this film in Nigeria, and there were a whole bunch of things that I just didn't understand. Like you know when they say AvitaZen, we didn't yeah. have a clue what that was. We were just kind of like, what on earth is that? It was like you know, we're like, I, I, I feel to say. We, th- we, we thought they were saying, I feel to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until years later when I saw like moved over to England that I was like w- and people were like, so like what's that and they're like oh that's German for goodbye I was like oh oh yeah that kind of makes, makes sense. sense oh yeah they're in Austrian oh oh my god those were Nazis <laughs> <laughs> and- they're
2: not very nice at all. <laughs>
0: exactly, it's one of those things. Just you grew up as a kid watching the film in Nigeria, where the whole Second World War thing is not as big a, it's not as big a part of the cultural landscape. No, right. and so we didn't have a clue what those. We just knew, thought they were bad guys. We heard them use the word Nazis, but we didn't realize that had any relationship to real life or what happened in the real world. And it was only later when on I was like, "Oh, oh, my God, not
2: oh, Nazis oh. equals bad." It's
0: like now, all of a sudden, this whole film makes so much more sense because it's actually based, <laughs> isn't it, on on, on the actual Van, yeah, Van Trop, Trop, Trop family, family? Yeah, yeah. yeah Who did uh,
2: flee to America and did, did perform as the Van Troop. Family singers.
0: Yep, 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 yeah, that is the case. But that is okay. that's I, so oh, sorry, okay, sorry, carry on. No, so, I just
1: I always remember the, the little girl. There was uh, one of the children in the film ended up in Lost in Space, that TV series that I really oh, used yes, to like. Oh yes, Brigitte. Yeah. Brigitte. Yeah, she yeah. ends up in 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 a TV series. She's one of the Cartwrights. There's two uh,
2: Cartwright sisters. who act. Is it? She's uh, one of them. Is it Angela one Cartwright? Yeah, or I think. Or the yeah, Angela.
1: One? No, Angela it is Angela. Yeah. yeah. Was she the
0: youngest one or I think I know, Friedrich Leesel? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know he knows Peter. all the names see <laughs> well, yeah, you're running you're running through all of the names going, <laughs> uh <laughs> um, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah no. I'm
1: aggressive. I love no, mm. yeah, I love that show. Uh, anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm going off on a tangent again, <laughs> so let's get back to sound and <laughs>
0: music. Yeah, but I think okay the, but that song particularly you, you were saying that you know, finding bits of sound and music embarrassing like, there's bits about it, like in that song that we just played, 16 Going On 17. It's all these things that you, you, it's a great song and everything like that. I love some of the rhyming in it. And essentially, it's one of these, I think it's, the the song is so well written that it, as you grow older and your vocabulary increases, it just releases more to you. Yeah. Like where it says, like, you know, totally unprepared are you to face a world of men. And it says something about, like, a shriveled and shy, scared are you for, for things, things beyond, beyond your, your ken. ken. Yeah. I never understood that line until today. <laughs> and uh, I was and it was only because I was like, Oh, Ken, that's kind of like Ken, you know
2: your understanding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Understanding it's like a it's you're like it's yeah. a Celtic it's like a Celtic word, isn't it? Or right, Scots use it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Scots use it so it's uh, and I was like, Oh I never understood that. And I love the like you know, the sort of um fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe.
2: Gentlemen th- dandies, drinkers of brandies. Yeah, I think, <gasps> shocking.
0: I think it's just such a it's it's quite a clever song and it's quite playful yeah. in the way it uses a thing. But when you think about it, it's also kind of misogynistic. Be- oh, yeah. Because he, told, he he essentially says, oh, no, no, don't worry. No, no, you don't know anything. You need somebody to tell you what to do. <laughs> and- yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's, Left it's, on your own, yeah, you'd be
2: yeah. helpless. You're a lamb. He yeah, the you, word lamb. It's, it's
0: like you don't know anything. Yeah. Look at you. You got a head full of air. Let me tell you what to do. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. someone to tell me what to do. <sighs> yeah, I, that, that, that. I was thinking that actually, as i
1: well, listening to the lyrics.
0: Yeah, no, that's. I, it wasn't until today that I listened to it, and I was like, I was like, yay, great. So wh- what? Go on a minute. Oh, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. I guess it's of its time. Uh, I guess it's of its time, but at the same time, it's oh dear. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to
1: put Sharon on the spot here. What is your favourite song from the
2: favourite song from The yeah. Sound of Music?
1: Same to you, Toes. Ooh. I
2: think it's Edelweiss, actually. Do you really? It's oh, got to be Do Re Mi or Edelweiss.
1: Oh yeah, Do Re Mi is a good shout. Yeah. yeah, Toes. But then got I've danced
2: song? around to these songs with my friends, you ah. see. So they are they are connected yeah. with with memories.
1: You know i think i might have to
0: agree with sharon edelweiss, edelweiss isn't i think it? it's, it's funny, something, isn't it? something yeah. about the, it's it's about that scene and the thing is like even i i understood watching this as a kid that this was their father opening up after ah, after right, all okay. these years yeah. like this was their yeah father. i can see that now. this is the father opening up and he comes out and he and he hasn't sung since their mother died and all that kind of stuff and edelweiss i remember think, i think didn't have a clue what edelweiss meant I used to say Wise" or whatever it was that came to my head when I sang the song. But I think, yeah, that song, and I
1: think I do quite like, So long, farewell, oh, yes. be- alvina, say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like my favourite things. I love that. And raindrops and roses and whiskers and, and, and kittens. <laughs> yeah, girls in white sashes. With, Wh- yeah, well, white dresses, with, dresses blue with sashes. sashes yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my favourite. Brown paper packages to sing up sometimes. strings. These are a few of my favourite things. With the storm. Anyway, let's go. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> uh,
0: moving on <laughs> yeah it's a good choice yeah good choice good choice thank you so much for that Sam great choice Sound of Music uh, that's a film that I think I've said it before that I could watch it all day I know some people don't like it like she was saying how her husband doesn't like the film and he's like oh no no that, that that's on again and some people they sort of like just sort of like bag on Sound of Music but I just think it's it's just a brilliant it's, yeah
3: it's a good film yeah it's, it's a, a really fun real. film to watch
0: yeah. yeah i remember um there was once my friends i decided to start watching it at 12 midnight and i sat down and i thought i was going to sit down and watch like the first 10 minutes or something like that three hours later i finally went to bed yeah, <laughs> yeah. <went> to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because i was just like oh my
0: god oh yeah i forgot about this it's a great film great great film. I,
1: I can remember all the publicity when when it was released in the cinema and i mean it was huge it was it was huge everybody went to see it you know yeah. mothers uh, everybody went to see the sound of music yeah because it was, because like
0: it was the, based the on a it was based on a popular uh, stage musical
2: yeah so it was yeah, uh, yeah it was known so yeah
1: it was yeah. known yeah. before and julie
2: andrews she was like the uh, she was the massive star wasn't she
1: was huge it? yeah during that time yeah,
0: yeah. right. Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, We could go on for that forever, but we have two more films to get through tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So now we get to the section of the show where we talk about A Hidden Gem, a movie that has not had its day in the sun, really, really good, but has been kind
1: of forgotten. And this week, Sean chose it for us. So, Sean, what did you choose? Okay, well, this film, it's uh, made in 1969, starring Marlon Brando. Um, The title is Kimada, but it was released under Burn, and Kimada actually means burn in Spanish so in Portuguese in Portuguese so yeah Yeah. so yeah so so this film burn
0: okay so now this film I'm gonna play um, a little I'm gonna play some music from it and this is the opening credits of the film and it goes into a little bit at the beginning of the film that explains a little bit of the plot of what actually happens or what's going at the beginning then Sean when we come back you can take it up and tell us okay this is actually what's happening this is who's in it and all that kind of stuff all right cool Good, so here is the opening titles from Kimada. Hang on, sorry, that's the Universal logo. (laughs) A united artist. I think there it is.
5: That's your island, Kiamar. One of the hundreds of islands of the Lesser Antilles. Here, have a look. Thank you. You know, most of what you see here on the windward side is the wild part. The sugar plantations in the main port are to Leward. There's only about 5,000 whites here. The population's mostly black or mulatto. The blacks, of course, are slaves, except for a handful whose owners freedom for one reason or another. Queimada means burnt. In fact, the Portuguese had to burn the island to put down the resistance of the Indians when they took it. And since the natives were all killed, they brought in slaves from Africa to work the cane fields. That large, flat, white rock you see offshore is called Cimitero Branco Deus Negros, because the bodies of slaves who died during the trip over were thrown there. They say they lost nearly half of the poor beggars. And that exceptional whiteness there Seems, in fact, to derive from the dust of their bones which have penetrated into and merged with the rocks.
0: So, that's the film, and it gives you just like a little bit of helpful exposition right at the beginning of the film that tells you, okay, this is what's going on, this is the situation that's going on. And you might have heard, wondered, okay, this is a film that, that was in there, you heard two English accents, Sean, would you like to tell us who
1: one of those accents was? Okay, one of those accents was in fact the actor Marlon Brando. Doing? So, do, do, doing an English, um, like an English professional mercenary, like a, a soldier, I guess, um, William Walker. So he's got like a, he, he plays a typical, typical Englishman. And I have to say, he does it really, really credibly as well. You know, like of, of that sort of era, that sort of period as an as a English, Shall we say, you know, privateer yeah. mercenary type of thing? Yeah, um, yeah,
0: so okay, so okay, I've, I've watched like the first, I always try and get a little bit of the film that is watch the first 10 minutes of this, and it sets it up quite well what the situation is and what's actually going on. So, this is an island, it's where all the slave trade is going on. You have the um, it's it's a Portuguese colonized island, like the guy was saying, they came in there got rid of all the indigenous people and they had to bring in slaves from Africa to sort of populate this and work the sugar plantations and into this we have this William Walker
1: Marlon Brando character coming in so what happens tell us okay well basically he's, he's his interest is the British sugar companies because obviously you know a lot of sugar plantations over there and and Britain being at like the peak of its power wanted wanted a lot more influence so basically he 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 turns this per- he finds his person and turns him into like a rebel leader and, and instigates almost uh, a rebellion so there's like this big rebellion but at the meantime he's also uh, working with some residents not Portuguese but some of the you know more should we say indigenous indigenous people yeah and so there's this revolution and eventually they kick the Portuguese people out so but as time goes on, uh, so they
0: kick the Portuguese people out, so that pretty much so the English can take control.
1: Not, no, not that time. They, they Thank just it. absolutely, they, they, they want some, you, you know, they do. Yeah, they, I guess you know they, they, but they've got a big influence. So, so they, they got a lot more trade with, with, with Britain. Yeah, and then obviously, the, the chap that the, the high rebel guy decides to rebel again, basically. So, the people that are controlling the sugar company walk has to go back after ten years, and basically. Where he's built up this 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 rebel leader, he basically has to bring him down again. So it's like, you know, he's he's put this guy in power, he's put these people in power, and now he needs to take them down again because they've they've basically rebelled again, you know, because they don't like what's going on, because they don't like the exploitation. So
0: it's it's so all right because this film when I so when I started watching it, it seems to me like this is Marlon Brando in political mode.
1: Definitely. Yeah, because Definitely. oh, big time because
0: yeah. he he was he was a, a well-known political activist I mean so much so that he had he never collected his Oscar because he I think he was nominated for I think on the waterfront That's right. And yeah. he, he won the best actor Oscar for the Waterfront, But he, he sent along a Native American That's right. to pick up his award and she refused to take it and Roger Moore who was the one who was presenting the award still has the oscar <laughs> that, <Marlon laughs> that was that was meant for marlon brando and he just took it home with him and marlon brando never asked for it and this film seems to be him in like in in political mode big. because the storyline and everything it's like okay this is what we have done and this is what like you know the west so to say has done to these islands because this but this is a fictional island in the caribbean and stuff like that which it you you're saying big time or something Pudding, you were saying like um, this
1: is him in political mode. Yeah, this is him in political mode. Yeah, I think I think and and it's like got parallels with things today. It reminded me of of uh, in the eighties with Afghanistan when you know like they supported the the, the ta- yeah the Taliban yeah, when the Russians went into Afghanistan yeah. the Americans supported the Taliban and now they're ending up fighting fight, fighting the People Taliban. You know, so yeah. it's it, it, it I think it had parallels with that.
2: What year is it set in?
1: um it's set in about 1850s i think so firmly yeah. in the victorian era so yeah.
2: long after the slave trade had ended in british colonies yeah. and in yeah. britain itself yeah there was no slave trade. There, there was, was no, slave no slave ownership so it was yeah but right. that, but, but some in some nations the world, por- still had portuguese,
1: portuguese yeah yeah, 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 yeah. because
0: there's a, there's a bit in the film where he uses it, he uses as a bargaining chip that we will abolish slavery yeah like if you if you come over if you support us and you start this revolution and everything like that we will abolish slavery, so that so everybody will be free on the island. Uh, uses it as a bargaining chip.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's, as I say, it's an Italian-made film, and it looks. It's very reminiscent of, um, of uh, you know, Italian westerns. Really. Yeah. The Spaghetti Westerns. The Spaghetti <laughs> Westerns. I think Alberto Grimaldi was the producer. So and and. He did all those. Oh yeah, and the, the music was by anyone. Oh Maricone, yeah, Morricone did the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, said
2: so. it, it was a bit like um the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly meets sort of Hair,
4: doesn't it?
1: But the thing is, those the, the the titles, the opening titles. I love that type of because uh, it shows actually bits of the film. Yeah, uh, you, you know, with the. Yeah. But it, it, it shows it shows still like, images, like yeah. revolutions, or you see you see all the black mm-hmm. slaves, or they running around and getting shot, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. in so the you know background, happening. so there's the, yeah. As I say, obviously, because it's an action movie as well, there's 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 lots of action in it. That, so, so that appealed to me as well because
2: he was strongly into sort of civil rights, wasn't he? Oh, big and time! For, yeah. He used to mar- he marched, didn't he? With was it with the black Panthers? With Doctor, oh, with the black Panthers. I, he wasn't with Dr. Martin Luther King, was he? He didn't march with him. I,
0: I think he might have actually. Wow! I, know, so I, know
1: know I remember there's
2: pictures of him but marching with the, on these sort of southern civil rights marches.
1: Yeah, but yeah. But, but but he plays this Englishman. But he's brilliant as an Englishman. I mean, does, has he played an Englishman in any other films? I mean, he, but he was it,
2: he played. Wasn't he in Julius Caesar? He used an English accent then, I think. In uh, Julius Caesar, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was he Brutus in Julius Caesar?
4: I can't remember who he was. Oh, I not. know,
0: I know, he was in... A, he was, but that was one of his. He said that he one of his most fun things. One of his most fun times on a movie set was Julius Caesar.
1: Ah. <laughs> yeah, but he he enjoyed this film because um, he he wanted to. Do the film? He had a chance of doing. I think it was Butch Cassidy or something yeah. like that. Oh, and he, of
2: course, he did Mutiny on the Bounty. He on Mutiny on the Bounty, didn't he play Fletcher Christian? He did, yeah. And didn't he put an English accent on
1: I think he did, but I, I don't think it was as good as this one. This one was 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 just yeah. just sort of perfect, you yeah. know. It? But it's what you were saying about the whole Italian thing, and
0: because it, it obviously it, this was made in '69, and even compared to like the American movies of the time, it doesn't look as glossy. No, it's not, not glossy at all. Because the Italians weren't really into their gloss. They were into sort of like almost sort of like more, almost documentarian look of the thing. So it looks, it's a bit hazy. There's a bit noisy on the on the picture and all that. And it also looks as if they acted everything out, then they went back and they redubbed their, vo- their voices onto it. Because there's bits where it looks like their mouths don't quite match with what they're saying and all that kind of stuff. But it's, yeah, look, it, looks, it looks like a great film. And obviously it's something that he turned down some... He turned out working with Elia Kazan again yeah. because he wanted to make this film, and I think it was just him making a statement about yeah. um, because when you see the way the film goes and everything like that, it's it's one it's a kind of almost like a protest piece that says, "Look, this is what we as the West have done." Yeah, this is. It, yeah.
1: I I think the guy who plays Jose Dolores, who is the rebel leader, was originally they wanted Sidney Poitier. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. Brando didn't want him, <laughs> so
0: Brando was like, "No, no, yeah, no, 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 me, me, star." Me, yeah, I'm, me.
1: I'm the star here. We don't want no other stars. So they <laughs> they found someone who who was on the island, you know, who, who played the part really well.
0: Yeah, but but it, it does. It looks like even the opening sequence. Like you're saying the titles and the first bit where he arrives at Kimada For me, it's 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 kind of like one of these films. Whenever I see a film that has well slave, with the slave trade, especially from Africa, with black people and stuff, oh, yeah. it just kind of like it grabs me it just so it kind of slightly makes me annoyed so yeah, slightly makes me understand. sad it just makes me think oh my god yeah <laughs> and yeah. I, I think this film very very effectively does that in the opening 10 minutes yeah in the opening 10 minutes it shows you this is what's going on and it doesn't it, not, in, not in a particularly judgmental way. just kind of this is what's going on and going it's on. up to you to decide yeah oh my god that's that's horrific yeah horrific mm. okay. well uh, you know and were. and yeah. it's all about this guy coming into this situation and sing, thinking we can profiteer
1: <laughs> i think the the portuguese were actually quite nasty too and i mean if you think they were the last ones to leave um africa i think as a colony in 1976 which i think were was right? was mozambique maybe
0: yeah mozambique well, i know they had mozambique they had angola as angola well angola as well and yeah. i think
1: they were the last they they were the last uh, country if you will to give up give up their that their colonies passed. yeah mm. so and they left the co- they left the countries in not a particularly good state either i, well, I think. don't want to get political oh, sorry, about it oh sorry yeah let's not get political be sorry. i don't want to get political
0: about it but i don't think anybody left the country in any good state no no i, <laughs> I well I, I, agree, I agree so it's 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 just <laughs> yeah, but but i have sure. but that's a whole other radio show oh, other, whole radio <laughs> show <it laughs> that's is. a whole other radio for radio show but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no but i i think uh, yeah this this is this is a very intriguing film for me uh, um, as you were saying, I mean, was the the final person we're going to be talking about uh, has a lot of similarities to Brando, in that it's like, you know, uh, a guy who was known for his looks, known for his looks and has used it around to make some really interesting political films, has quite a very big political bent, and I feel like this film is kind of like trying to to turn a mirror, shine a mirror on, look, this is what's going on today. This is is what's going on today. And I think that's actually quite a nice segue. I'm actually quite pleased with myself. It's quite a nice segue into the final bit of our show today, which is the exception to the rule in which we've chosen a film in which, as he said, has, you know, I said it in the intro, stars George Clooney, who is a little bit of a modern-day Brando in some respects. In some respects. I think they shared quite a similar political viewpoint they had the whole thing where they were known for the looks to begin with and they slowly turned that around and subverted that round to make some really interesting films and this is one of the first films that I think George Clooney made that actually sort of I would say solidified him as uh, people say, oh this is the go to guy this is a movie star after coming out from the TV show ER and that is the movie Three Kings Three Kings yeah. Three Kings I think which we all kind of chose together as an exception to the rule and we all kind of just agree on that yes great film great film great film Three Kings we'll come back in a second and talk a little bit about Three Kings talk about what it is what actually happens but th- this is a remembering Three Kings here's a song um, that is part of the part of the soundtrack that I think kind of almost captures the spirit of Three Kings a bit. Like I see it and I hear the music and I start remembering scenes from the film. So here's a plastic Betrand with "Stop, ou encore." <sighs> really that's you could actually almost have this as kind of like just sort of like a backing track <laughs> or something yeah because yeah. you
2: tend to forget that it's <laughs> that it's there isn't it you it, just is, go, yeah. it, it just carries, carries on, on like this for
0: yeah. a while carries on like this for a while so who would like to take um, who would like to take it on and so just explain what Three Kings is all about mm. Well you liked this one, didn't you? Yeah, you take yeah, the lead so on so we do take the lead on this one. Okay. Think, right, and we're cool. sort of joining. okay, so this film you might have to paint in a couple of things when I get it like slightly wrong and stuff. But it's um essentially this is one of the very few first Gulf War movies I can think of. So it's kind of like, you know, people are going into they're going into Iraq, they're going after Saddam Hussein at the end of the first Gulf War and it's set in the final days of the conflict when America is sort of like thinking, Okay, oh, we've finished what we've done. I think they're chasing them out of Kuwait. And they're thinking we're finishing what we're doing. We're about to pull out. And there's so you have George Clooney, who is he's in charge. I'm not sure whether he's a sergeant or a captain or something like that. Mark Wahlberg and Ice Cube are part of his uh, part of um, his troop, his platoon, or whatever it is called. And they hear about this area where Saddam has kept a whole bunch of gold. And they decide let's go find it. Because, go get the gold. Yeah. Yeah. They decide let's go get the gold because we've been in this war, they've gotten disillusioned, they don't even know why they're there, they don't know why they're fighting, and they think, look, if this war is gonna finish, we might as well get something out of it. So, so they think we, we might as well get something out of it. So they decide to go off on this sort of, kind of road, desert road trip slash quest to go find the gold God, so yeah. they can go back home with something. And that's basically what it is. And then it becomes this film that starts going through the whole place, looks at the differences between the Americans who are fighting and the indigenous people who are there and what difference was there. And then they come across a group of people who they who they see are in trouble and that these people are going to need help. Uh, But they're like, no, no, no. We're just here to go get the gold. We just get the gold. We don't care about people. But then they have to sort of try and help these people out. And with that little I think that's the basic
1: premise that's of the, the film. That's the premise of the film, yeah. So it's basically originally they've got out for their own interests. Yeah, it's a like you know, the heist go, movie at yeah, the beginning yeah. Isn't so it's it? like, yeah, let's let's just get the gold. And and there is that time when they think, No, nah, let's go let's get the gold, let's go, let's yeah. go, you know, let's just go, let's just go. Oh, and then they start thinking, Well, we can't really Leave these people in yeah. trouble yeah you they, know, they're and then, so the way i remember do, it do, is, do it is like it. mark Wahlberg kind of plays the conscience of the group conscious of the group he yeah. does yeah that's it yeah, yeah. because
0: I, I think like um i think ice cube plays a character they call him preacher or something like that because <laughs> he's he's like the religious one and carries on the bible and everything like that but, but Elgin. yeah yeah, and he, he's just really kind of like oh no 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 we've got to do something and there's there's a i remember there's a scene where um they go into this place and there's a whole bunch of the of like the local kuwaitis and they're praying because they're muslim and he so gets them starts praying with them but with the bible and he has this whole thing is like hey look what's the big difference what's the big deal yeah <laughs> we're, we're all people it. and i think the film has it's trying to say something about that but it's just such a good film in in the way it goes it, it it gives you that sort of like adventure caper definitely it gives you yeah. that kind of road movie thing and at the same time it gives you a take on what the heck is this war thing? Yeah, it's what's, like, what's, what is this war thing? What are they fighting for? Why are we here? And you know and even are these guys wrong to the, to try and get something out of it before they go home? Yeah, are these guys wrong to try and like you know get some gold because they're gonna go back home and then what happens to them? So it's uh I and it's directed by David O. Russell, um who is I think he's actually a bit of an underrated director he he can do some really good stuff and can do some really weird stuff because he directed The Fighter, he directed American Hustle, directed um, Silver Linings Playbook. So essentially, any movie that's had Jennifer Lawrence in it for the last couple of years... <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Cooper. He, ha- he has about a 50% chance of being the one who directed it. Some of Robert De Niro's best stuff of the last couple of years has been with David O. Russell. And, uh, yeah, but I just think I think three kings and also the fact that it's one of the few movies made about the first conflict the first gulf war, com- the first com- gulf war yeah. conflict yeah I- i'm actually thinking I'm like hang on a second that's that's weird that they- there's there's not more things there's no more stories that's yeah. been told about that this is one of the few movies that does that and I because think
2: subsequent events sort of overshadowed it completely didn't yeah. it really
0: yeah Sub- they, they they because i think they are, and they are also more it's easier to grasp what's going on there yeah. I think the first go-for was, it was complicated. It was crazy. It was, why are we here? Are we here for the oil? Are we here for something else? Yeah. Is it actually, and I think this is one of the first few films that tries to tackle that and tries mm-hmm. to go for it. And I think probably that's part of the reason why it didn't do that well at the box office, but I think it's an
1: awesome film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, definitely an awesome film. And I mean, really, it's that's, that's a terrible thing about w- wars, really, is the innocents yeah. that, that always yeah, end well, up, that the they're the ones that getting the worst. Yeah, consequences yeah. and the innocents that end up. You know sucked anyway. into these conflicts Yes, just get they're sucked in when they think all they want to do is just get on with with yeah with, you know just want to get on with life their own life and they just you know get sucked into these big wars yeah yeah scary but i think
0: definitely sort of like a star making
1: performance from clooney clooney yeah. yeah
0: showing that he could actually carry and, a film. and,
1: and he is i mean uh, for me clooney i think some of the films he's made have been absolutely brilliant i mean the eyes yeah. of march have you did you see the eyes of march no no uh, that's
2: but, yeah, I, I like his uh, stuff where he does go Siriana. slightly off the wall. like Siriana. Well, I liked um, Goodnight, Good Luck. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Class,
0: Good film. Great film. Class. class.
1: Great yeah, form. I thought it was yeah. a
2: great film. I then, yeah, sort of masterly in many ways. Yeah. But I also like, I mean, some people hated it, but I actually quite liked Solaris.
1: Yeah, I like Solaris. That people just li- slated because I, it, I, I they like didn't the understand what was like, going on. I like the original <laughs> as well, though, I have to say. Solaris.
0: No, I've never actually seen Solaris. I've heard about Something. it. I've heard people yeah. go, uh, there was, amongst my group of friends, there was like a whole joke thing where um, one of them had chosen had a, a DVD evening and one of them, I've chosen Solaris. <laughs> and all of the, it was one of those films that nobody ever let him forget about. It was like, oh, my God, Solaris, you chose that film. That film sucks so much. <laughs> Did you think so? I never saw it. Uh, I yeah. never saw it. I, I think I th-
2: people don't understand. I, I, when I was at the cinema, actually, I went to see it, and it was one of the small screens. Yeah. And there weren't many of us in there. There's only sort of like 10 or 12 people in there. And there's a film that ended, and we all stood up. And normally everyone's like heads down and walks out. And we all turned and looked at each other. <laughs>
0: As if is, is it? It to say
2: <laughs> what have we just experienced together and a few of us were smiling at each other and a couple of younger men were not going they had no idea they were expecting it to be full on science fiction mm. well, they're th- Star Wars you know I, with George I, Clooney
0: I think that that's the thing because obviously it's set on a space station and everything and people are expecting it to be you know as you said Star Wars or some sort of space adventure yeah, or ro- alien movie. or something they were but, expecting th-
2: yeah
1: they
0: were expecting action But it's they weren't not expecting a
2: psychological thriller no, yeah
0: no. it's it's more it's it's a lot more on the thinky end of the spectrum and, yeah. and I think um, I think Clooney has started doing that where he's he's as I said, like what with Brando, he's moved his his persona to use it to make a lot more thinky yeah, films. Yeah, because he's not yeah. very
1: popular with the, the sort of major establishment in the movie industry. No. He's not, which is why he does. Those he does c- his own things it, too it, often, yeah, doesn't he? He does, and and I think that's why he does the odd, you know, nice film the to old get some money. And blockbuster, the, yeah, and yeah. the adverts as well. You know, he's he's like so oh he's yeah. not sad, so out but he does those coffee adverts. And I think that's so he can get money to to, to finance to some of his some of, of his projects.
2: Independent films,
0: yeah. No, you know, this is one of those things. You look at it, and I kind of wish that almost Marlon Brando was still alive, and he and George Clooney could hang out, because I reckon that they, I reckon that they would have been really good yeah. friends. because yeah. Marlon
2: Brando did some really random stuff, didn't he, in his time? Yeah, and he would go completely off piste, and he would make things where you think. Because I was, was like, I was mentioning earlier about my James Dean phase. I sort of had James Dean, and I had Marlon Brando as well. I had a streetcar named Desire, and on the waterfront, a poster in my bedroom. I remember when I was a teenager and I so I watched all of the James Dean films mm. but I also watched nearly all of the Marlon Brando films random I stuff. could see and there's some random stuff in there there is I <laughs> think <laughs> some of it I was it just like sort of scarred me for life <laughs> I think some of the things I that sort he of was in I didn't see Last Tango in Paris I have to, I have to you know, I'm saying that out straight because yeah, that probably would you know scar me for life well, well,
0: scarred, it scarred the actress for mm. life yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's like but
1: it's so um, I think but you a should a lot of his other stuff I've seen
2: I, I thought wow
1: if you if, if you like solaris you might want to check out the russian one the actual the, the original, the original, the original yeah. 1972 do you know what it's funny i just just looked at the year and the other day i was looking through different years of films of of what i like and i have to say that probably my favorite yeah i was just going through and i was thinking oh what wow, i've forgotten about that I've forgotten about that would, would be 1972. okay that would be my favorite film year i think for for most of the films when yeah. i was looking through some of the films that i've chosen 72 would have was was a really good. There was so many films that were made, which which I really enjoyed.
0: Oh, good stuff, <laughs> good stuff. Well, that's it. George Clooney, keep up the good work. Keep up, keep making interesting stuff that we actually quite like. And um, yeah, also Clooney as a director as well, because I mean he's he's actually quite good. Like the he did he directed Good Night and Good Luck. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah, uh, as good. as well as being in it. Well, what I about the at, ride. Did you ever see the men There down. at goats? I did. Yes, it. That I looked, did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that looked just that looked like s- it looked too weird and. Random. It was pretty weird I did see It, yeah, it <laughs> it's nuts. too weird at random. I quite liked it though. Yeah, I quite liked it. I <laughs> did <laughs> All right. So uh, we get to that bit of the show where we have to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye. We have to say thank you for being here. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Thank Adieu. you. Adieu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pam, for um, speaking to <laughs> us today. Thank you for uh yeah the sound of music. Thank you for reminding us about that. Thank you to everybody in the hospital who's listening. S- get well soon. And remember, as always, they don't make them. Like Like they they used used to. to. Goodbye.